Every year during the final days of Advent, the monastery receives many generous gifts from friends both old and new. One old friend always includes with her donation several brief prayer intentions, one for her family, one for the monastic community, and when there is no snow on the ground, as in recent years, one more intention for a white Christmas. This December produced just 0.5 inches of snow, but that was not apparently a record low. According to a historian of Chicago weather, 2019's meager snowfall tied 1939 for the city's eighth least snowy December. So it's not unusual. But for most Chicagoans, last night's snowfall would have come too little and too late. It was not a white Christmas because Christmas was over on December 26th. Here in the monastery, of course, as you can see, the tree will stay lit and the halls will stay decked for a full 40 days until the Feast of the Presentation on February 2nd. Today is one of those feasts that happens during the 40 days following Christmas, the Feast of the Lord's Baptism. It's the end of the Christmas season in the Reformed liturgical calendar. Christmas is more than just the Nativity. It is also the Epiphany. In fact, in the old calendar of the Catholic Church, the Epiphany was celebrated with greater liturgical solemnity than the Nativity, and it lent its name to the weeks between now and Septuagesima. That's the period before Lent. One sign of the importance of Epiphany is gift-giving. Although the contemporary American custom is to give gifts on December 25th, the story of the first Christmas gifts actually belongs to the story of the visitation of the Magi. In other words, Epiphany is about gift-giving, and gift-giving is epiphanic. The Incarnation, which we celebrate at Christmas, was God's gift of himself to the world. But his gift of himself only becomes manifest, becomes visible and comprehensible to the mind through the gifts of the Epiphany, the gifts of the Magi, gold, frankincense, and myrrh, the gift of baptism from John, which we celebrate today, and the gift of the Eucharist at Cana, which we will read uh, in the coming weeks. Let us stop for a moment to consider how this reverses the normal order of things. The gifts given to Christ reveal Christ, his character, his identity, his being. Through them, he becomes manifest to the world. He reveals himself to us and invites us, through baptism and Eucharist, to share in his life. Gifts themselves are epiphanic. They partake of the epiphany. Through the illumination of grace, they reveal the character of both the giver and of the recipient. 
and they extend they extend an invitation between the giver and the recipient to communion, to a transformed relationship. To see how this works, let us look at our friend's Christmas donation. Her donation, of course, reveals herself, her love for the monastery, her desire to see it flourish. It also reveals her faith in God. What kind of God does her gift reveal? A good and generous God, who is the giver of every good gift, both big and small. Gifts as big as reorchestrating the weather patterns of Chicago, and gifts as small as a snowy backdrop to the wonder of Christmas morning. Her gift also reveals an invitation to communion between the giver and the recipient, between the laity, between the monks of the monastic community, and Christ, who is present as head of the body, uh, that includes both members. So how are the gifts of the Epiphany itself epiphanic? I'm sure many of you have heard the Church Father's traditional exegesis of the three gifts of the Magi. Since you may have heard about it in homilies over the past week, I will say here only that gold, frankincense, and myrrh reveal not only the character of the giver, that is, the faith of the Magi, but they also reveal the identity of the recipient. Gold for a king, frankincense for a priest, and myrrh for one who will offer himself in sacrifice. They also form a response to God's new invitation to the Gentile nations that was manifest in the star of Epiphany. The Magi were accepting that invitation and returning it with gratitude by offering gifts to the Christ child. So then, if today's mystery is part of the Epiphany mystery, how are the gifts that we celebrate today epiphanic? Today, both the giver and the recipient is God. The Epiphany is also a theophany, as it is called among Eastern Christians, a manifestation of God the Holy Trinity. God the Father speaks from heaven about God the Son. God the Son is baptized in the Jordan by John. And God the Holy Spirit descends upon God the Son in the form of a dove. This reveals a Father of boundless goodness a son of perfect obedience, and a Holy Spirit who is the bond of love between the two. So as you depart from Mass today, the last day of Christmas, I would invite you to recall our friend's gift and her prayer. A white Christmas is both a gift and an epiphany of God's goodness, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit.